Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses or IELTSETC.com and New Members Academy. First of all, I'd really like to thank um, people who have uh, given me a nice review on iTunes. I know it hasn't been easy, apparently. I don't know why. Um, but thanks to Julia, Iveta and Zayad. Thank you very much. I've sent you the PDF of the whole um, reading with explanations, vocabulary and stuff like that. Um, so if anybody else would like a copy of that PDF, could you just try and write a nice review? Um, I, iTunes just keeps telling me there aren't enough reviews to show. So when I look and see if you've written them, there's, it still says nothing. So <laughs> who knows? Anyway, never mind. Thanks very much for trying. I'm sure they will show up at some point. Today we're going to look at the last part of the cowrie gum reading. Um, so it's questions 34 to 40. So, of course, these are the last set of questions of a part three. They will be the most difficult. Um, these particular ones are matching statements. And then there's one question 40, which is just a multiple choice. It's a bit random, but that's how it is. <laughs> so let me just talk you through questions 34 to 39. You've got six statements about cowrie gum. And you have to match them with the time periods. I think what I found difficult about this is that the time periods are just so similar. So if you list the time periods, there are nine or ten of them. So you've got A, before the 1800s, B, in 1900, C, in 1910, D, between the late 1800s and the early 1900s, E between the 1830s and 1900, F in 1814 and 1815, G after 1815, 1850, H in the 1930s and I in recent times. So that's all a little bit confusing because centuries are confusing, aren't they? So we say 20th century and then it means 19 something. So um, I think the best thing to deal with that is to take the the chronological aspect of the text and to realize okay so the last one is in recent times um in the 1930s that's okay that's quite clear g is after 1850 um so you know there is some clarity there but also to notice the prepositions. So where you've got like before the 1800s, that's, you know, that's a huge area. Whereas in 1900 and in 1910 are very specific dates. So you can look out for those dates. So the six statements we're looking for, I'm going to run through just to help us use the chronology of the text. You know, the way it appears in time, in order of time. So 34 says cowrie gum was first used in New Zealand. So you can imagine you'd go back to the start. 35, the amount of cowrie gum sent overseas peaked. Well, peaked, we know from our task one means it went up and then went down again. So you would imagine that it, after you've read it once, that it would come somewhere in the middle when it was exporting um, the cowrie gum, when did it reach a peak? And, you know, we know that after that, it didn't sell so well. Question 36. The collections of cowrie gum supplemented farmers' 
incomes. So again, we're talking about when they were kind of using it commercially, um, when they were digging it. So that's kind of somewhere in the middle, isn't it? Um, before it comes to present day when we don't use it at all. 37, cowrie gum was made into jewellery. Well, that could give us a really quick answer. We spotted jewellery um, in recent times. 38, the production of string instruments. Again, that'll give you a quick answer. We've, we noticed the violin from last time. And then 39, a bit more tricky, says most of the cowrie gum was found underground. And actually that, when you see the answer, you'll you'll see how well, kind of tricky that one is. So let's match the answers now. 34 says cowrie gum was first used in New Zealand. So you go back to the start of the text and you find this paragraph C. It says the original inhabitants of New Zealand, the Maori, had experimented with cowrie gum well before Europeans arrived at the beginning of the 19th century. So really, this is our first indication of when cowrie gum was first used. And it was used by the original inhabitants who were the Maori. Keywords, by the way, you know, in IELTS. Um, so we've got the part of the text where it was first used. Now we have to find some matching with those dates. So it says that it was used before the Europeans arrived at the beginning of the 19th century. So as we said, 19th century is the 1800s and we have to match it therefore with statement A, which says before the 1800s, because before the 1800s is a synonym for at the beginning of the 19th century. And the gum was first used is the original inhabitants experimented with cowrie gum before the Europeans arrived. In question 35, we're looking for when the amount of cowrie gum sent overseas peaked. So we go to the part where it talks about the, where they started exporting to England and to Australia. And it says the increasing number of diggers resulted in rapid growth of the cowrie gum exports from 10, sorry, from 1000 tons in 1860 to a maximum of over 10,000 tons in 1900. So um, we're looking for when it peaked and it says it went to a maximum of over 10,000 tonnes in 1900. Maximum is peaked, went to the top, the highest point and then started coming down again in 1900. So the answer is B in 1900. Question 36 says the collections of cowrie gum supplemented farmers' incomes. Now we need to know this word supplemented means it, it was an additional part of their income. But really we would just go to the part of the text where it says farmers and that's in paragraph D. It says by the 1890s there were 20,000 people engaged in gum digging. Although many of these such as farmers, women and children were only part-time diggers, nearly 7,000 
were full timers. So the fact that it says part time means that the farmers only did it part time. And there in that whole paragraph, it talks about um, how this was supplementing their income. And this was by the 1890s. So by the 1890s is the late 1800s and early 1900s, which is the answer D. Sorry for the confusing numbers. Next one's a nice easy one. 37 says cowrie gum was made into jewellery. Um, and it says, so we go to the bit about the Queen Victoria. Some pieces were made into fashionable amber beads that women wore around their necks. The occasional lump that contained preserved insects was prized for use in necklaces and bracelets. So that comes in the time of Queen Victoria, which was 1837 to 1901 in the text. So this gives us the answer E, which is between the 1830s and 1900. Question 38 is another quite easy one. Cowrie gum was used in the production of string instruments. So the answer is in the last paragraph. It says in the last decades, cowrie gum has had a very limited use in the manufacture of extremely high grade varnish for violins. So the answer, because it says in the last decades, the answer is I, which is in recent times. 39 is a bit more tricky. You had to dig around for this. It says most of the cowrigram was found underground. So remember there was a kind of period when they had already taken everything from underground. So then they had to, no, sorry, the opposite. They, they, they picked all the stuff from the surface first. And then because that all disappeared, they then had to start digging underground. So... That part in the story comes kind of halfway, but the answer comes in paragraph B. So it says in paragraph B, in Maori and early European times, up until 1850, most gum was sim simply picked up from the ground. But after that, the majority was recovered by digging. So there's lots of synonyms there. So you've got until 1850 it was picked up but after that it was recovered by digging. So the answer is G after 1850. That's it for the matching. Then we're left with this one question. Um, it's not a summary type question. It's just a question from a different part of the text that they haven't already examined you on. And it says, what was most likely to reduce the quality of cowrie gum? And you've got four choices. Um, it says, A, how long it was buried. B, exposure to water. C, how deep it was buried. And D, exposure to heat. Well, all the mention about the quality of the gum comes at the start, the paragraph A, and it says lowest quality gum was soft, black or chalky and sugary and was usually found buried in swamps where it had been in contact with water for a long time. So we were looking for something which would reduce the quality of the gum and this tells us that the lowest quality gum was actually in the swamps. If you're not sure about that word, 
it gives you the definition it's been in contact with water for a long time. So the answer is B, exposure to water reduced the quality of cowrie gum. Okay, so we've finished another reading text. I will put this onto my website um, in the coming days so we can find it and access it there easily. The benefit of getting the PDF in advance was that you could try the test yourself and um, then listen to the podcast and listen to the answers. Of course, you can still do that, but I do really appreciate you um, uh, sharing Uh, not sharing, sorry, I appreciate you giving me a five-star review on iTunes um, because that means more people can find out about it and more people can get help for the exam. Great, thanks ever so much and another will be starting a new one tomorrow. Bye for now, bye.